the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, it's always a good day on the Bruce Hooley Show when we can uh, give you a sampling of the uh, folksy, homespun, and unforgiving questioning of Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, who an hour ago had uh, one of the Biden climate fanatics in front of him and asked a simple question. You want us to spend $50 trillion to go to zero carbon emissions in the United States of America. If we spend $50 trillion, how much will that lower world carbon emissions? And if we spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now. Maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent fifty trillion dollars to become carbon neutral by two thousand and fifty in the United States of America, how? How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce world temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know, do you? (laughs) You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent of. If you know, why won't you tell me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend 50 trillion dollars. And you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now, I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? Or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's going to reduce. You you can't tell me. Either that or you won't. Because the answer does not make their point. They want to lay out an agenda, lay out an idea, without any proof, because they don't have proof, or the answer would be, caused you to say, well, that's a waste. We're not doing that. These and other Biden officials are why John Kennedy once famously said. I don't hate anybody. I start out in the morning wanting to follow Jesus, but by 10 o'clock, I want to follow Jesus and slap somebody. Yeah, yeah, by 10 o'clock, or in this case, by 1234, uh, or 1240, whatever it is. Uh, By the way, In that realm, the city of New York has just become the first state in the United States to pass a law banning natural gas in most new buildings. You thought they were kidding, or they said you were wrong 
when they floated the idea of outlawing gas stoves. New York essentially just did it. Just did it. All in an attempt to get to carbon neutrality, which, as David Turk, the deputy secretary of the interior, said, it's important for us to do this to set an example for the rest of the world. Because we are, what did he say, 13% of the world's carbon emissions? Meanwhile, China is building a new coal-fired power plant every, what, couple of weeks in Africa? Are we reigning in India? Are we reigning in Russia? No, we are not. But we, well, we're going to set a powerful example by spending $50 trillion. Where do you think they're going to get that $50 trillion? Hmm. In the same realm of today and crazy, a new report from the Watchdog Group, the United States, uh, excuse me, Open the Books is the name of the Watchdog Group. The United States Internal Revenue Service has spent at least $10 million on weapons, ammunition, and other tactical gear in the last three years. Uh, they spent $5 million in 2021. IRS agents? Why do they need uh, tactical gear, body armor, ballistic shields, helmets, tactical lighting, holsters? Oh, here's why. On the IRS application, it says applicants must be willing to, quote, carry a firearm, must be prepared to protect themselves or others from physical attacks at any time, and without warning, use firearms in life-threatening situations. They must be willing to use force up to and including the use of deadly force. IRS agents were arguing over what you owe on your taxes, and they need to be able to use deadly force. Now, I'm sure there are probably some wackos who, when they're hit with their tax bill, or they're told that a deduction won't be allowed. I'm sure that there are some who get violent, and maybe you do need a weapon, but boy, that seems kind of odd, doesn't it? Sounds like they're almost building a private militia that doesn't answer to anybody. Have you ever tried to argue with the IRS on anything? They have ultimate power. They don't have. They don't. They don't play by the rules of uh, innocent until proven guilty, and they don't play by the rules of seizing property that typically apply. No, they have incredible power. And uh, now they have incredible firepower to go with it. Now, one of the disadvantages of radio is that we do segments that are eh, 10, 12 minutes at a time. And when you get something really, really detailed, an investigative story like the kind I'm looking at from Fox News Digital, it's impossible to retell it in great detail on the air. But it is possible to give you the generalities. And I know this won't shock you. It seems like the son of the president, Hunter Biden, used his father's good name (laughs) to uh, enrich himself and others. You say, yeah, it's all on the laptop. We've heard about that. Well, this story in Fox News Digital says they've gone back in the visitor logs at the White House in 2011, 12 years ago, when Joe Biden was vice president. And guess what? Hunter Biden back then. In emails discovered by Fox News Digital, was trying to secure a deal with business associates who he introduced to his father. And the business deal involved bonds worth billions, with a B, billions, not millions, not hundreds of millions, billions, not billion singular, billions, plural. That's got to be an overstatement, Bruce. Can't be true. It is true according to Fox News Digital. 
And they've got the emails. They've got them copied. You can go on Fox News Digital and you can read it. It is very involved. It's like trying to read a Robert Ludlum novel without keeping a notebook as to who this guy is and who that guy is and who all that pertains to. But there are very, very, very damaging emails in here where Hunter Biden talks about the necessity of getting meetings set up ahead of time because my dad's the vice president. You can't just waltz in there. I got to set this up. I need at least a week to tell people that I got to have a meeting with my dad. Okay. We'll do our best, Hunter, to meet your standards. But this is crazy. And no Democratic politician appears to be the least bit interested in the fact that the president's son has, for the better part of a decade and a half, peddled influence and traded upon the Biden family name and Joe Biden's stature as vice president, senator, now president, to acquire a cut of, I don't know if the deals are legitimate or not. I I don't know. They might be legitimate deals. But still, you can't. there is a thing called influence peddling that you're not allowed to do. And then there are just things that are just not appropriately right or wrong. Like having a child, like fathering a child and not taking responsibility for it. Hunter Biden was in court in Arkansas yesterday. And his reason given for the fact that he can't be expected to pay more child support is because he doesn't have any money. He can't afford it. He had to he had to sell his Porsche. Oh, life is tough when you have to sell your Porsche. And he really said, he really said this, his lawyer said, that on Joe Biden's recent trip to Ireland, Hunter Biden had to sleep on a cot. He had to sleep on a cot. So we are to believe that Joe Biden, while he's headquartered in Ireland, sleeping in like some palatial suite, and there was no couch in the room for Hunter to sleep on? There was no other bed? They couldn't afford another room? He couldn't bunk with a Secret Service agent? All right, as we wrap the show today, do a little uh, feasting on some leftovers that I had uh, intended to talk about earlier in the show, but did not because we had more pressing matters, like the bloodbath for local school levies in last night's election around the state of Ohio. A powerful voice of the people heard in margins that typically you don't see in school board elections. In Cincinnati, Winton Woods, another district down in Cincinnati, went down like 75 to 25 percent. Very common to see margins of more than 10 points in these elections. Uh, Vandalia Butler went down by 18 points. Huber Heights, Wayne, went down by... 34 points. Mad River local by 10. Uh, it was not, not close. And this underscores what I've been saying for a long, long time, that majority of Ohioans want universal school choice. I, I hit you with a poll like every day. Another poll's out. Hey, guess what? People still want universal school choice. This is an Americans for Prosperity Ohio poll. 53% of those surveyed supported the backpack bill, which didn't even you know get much of a chance of passing. The last time. Now the backpack bill has come back. Its current iteration is House Bill 11. House Bill 11 is not 
expansion of ed choice. I mean, well, it is, but it's like <laughs> it's universal school choice. It's like no income limits. OK, and I'm trying to find out if what we are being told about the expansion of ed choice in Ohio, like, oh, we're going to expand it to 450 percent of the poverty level, which is homes with an income of $135,000 or less. 80% of Ohioans will qualify. Now, I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. If it's gross income, there's no way that's true. If it's adjusted income, which is what you pay your taxes on, that might be true. I've endeavored, I've reached out to some school choice people, and I want to get their opinion on whether it's true or not. I know I have some uh, Olin Tangy moms who are interested in finding out if that is true. Uh, we'll endeavor to get to a point where it's not just a talking point, but something that we can prove. The reason why I say school choice is affordable in Ohio, the price tag that's thrown out is it's going to be $1 billion. We can't afford that. Mm, well, remember when we were told if we got the lottery... We would never have to like pay property tax on schools ever again. Oh, all the money. We'll make all this money. It can go to education. Mm. You're still trying to get a hold of your property taxes for education. And then we were told if we legalize gambling in the state of Ohio, we'll have plenty of money for education. Yeah, but Bruce, didn't you see? People really gambled a lot in January, and then in February it dropped off the cliff. Mm. Here are the numbers from gambling in Ohio in March. A 15% increase over February's 60% drop from January. See, most people place their NFL playoffs and college football playoff and bowl bets in January. Super Bowl was about it for February. And people gamble a ton of money on the Super Bowl, but it doesn't carry the handle for the whole entire month. Like, say, I don't know, the NCAA tournament in March. So revenues back up. Overall handle in Ohio bet in March, $738 million. 42% of that money was bet at kiosks throughout the state of Ohio. And the number of kiosks in the state of Ohio increased from 866 in February to 940 in March. What does this show? It shows that more gambling places, more places to gamble are coming online every single day. Now, there'll be a time where that'll hit you know, a wall, but the money is there. The money is there. And you might have to cut back in some areas where you're wasting money. Like, for instance, on DEI, educators at Ohio State Universities. And nowhere are there more of them than at the Ohio State University. Now, we try to end the day every day on an up note, and here's the up note for today. If you recall back to the election in the fall, one of the people that I had on the show, I believe twice, was state Senate candidate Michelle Reynolds. And I told you, if you elect Michelle Reynolds, she's going to do consequential things. Michelle Reynolds is a mold breaker. Michelle Reynolds is a mom, a wife, a conservative, a Christian, and she's black. Oh, wait a minute. You can't be 
black and be a conservative. Well, Michelle Reynolds is smart, super smart. She's charitably minded, sacrificially minded. She's done a lot of things in her career, and she's going to do a lot more. She's not done in the Ohio Senate, but early on in her Ohio Senate career, Michelle Reynolds has done the impossible. She has come up with a bill and gotten it passed unanimously. Unanimously. And it's not a post office named after somebody like Tim Ryan used to be good at. Michelle Reynolds proposed and has gotten passed unanimously in the Ohio Senate, a bill that will require local boards of education to draft non-exhaustive lists of religious holidays that will excuse students for up to three days each academic year to observe their chosen religion. This is the kind of conservative Michelle Reynolds is. Freedom of religion is important. And it's not just for Christian holidays, not just for Good Friday and Easter and Christmas and all that. No, it applies to uh, Jewish, Muslim, and other religions as well. So well done, Michelle Reynolds. Now, of course, I am an evangelical Christian, so is Michelle. But here is the cold hard facts. We believe there's one way to heaven through Jesus Christ at the cross. But life is better when lived from a faith perspective. I do not want to at all suggest that all faiths are equal in terms of where you will end up in eternity. They are not. And of course we want you to center your life on the one true God of the universe. But when you live life by a faith perspective, what does that require of you? Well, it requires humility and submission to a higher authority. Now, in the case of Islam, some of the things in the Quran are very, very scary, including the parts that say that you know the only way that you can be saved is if you eradicate the earth of infidels. But a lot of people don't even know what is in the faith that they worship. So don't allow others to tell you what your faith is about. Invest on your own. See, as a Christian, I just know that if you do not spend time in prayer, do not spend time in the Word, do not personalize your faith, build a relationship, oh, you're missing it. You're missing a joy in this life, and you're missing the eternal reward, which is nothing of your own achievement, of course. It is all due to Jesus at the cross and his grace. But kudos, Michelle. Great to see you doing great things in the Ohio General Assembly. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.